0: So I'm from Belfast, Northern Ireland, and I grew up during the Troubles. Now during the Troubles, the IRA had this technique where they would plant an explosive in a building, and then they'd phone up the authorities and they'd say, you got five minutes or 10 minutes to get everyone out. So at the time when I was young, there was this story going around about this guy in the IRA called Seamus, and Seamus dies. He finds himself in heaven, and he's up there waiting, and then St. Peter turns up, big dusty old book, sets it down, opens it up. He looks in it for a minute, then he looks at Seamus, and he says, listen mate, your name's not in the book. you were in the IRA. You're not getting in. Seamus looks at him and says, no, 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 you misunderstand, you misunderstand. I'm not trying to get in. You've got five minutes to get out, right?" <laughs> now, I think, that gets to the core of the subversive message of Christianity. Not that we're trying to get into heaven, but that we're screaming to get God out of heaven, into the earth, to the ground, into everyday life. The prophets are saying to God, you need to be here among the suffering, among the oppressed. And this this is beautifully captured in the story of Christmas where God vacates heaven and enters into the world. Now there's two things they said about Jesus at the time. One was he was born of a virgin and two that he was the son of God. We shouldn't think of these as esoteric church doctrines. These were political statements. These were declarations of a different type of God because Caesar, the emperor, was also said to have been born of a virgin. And Caesar was also called the son of God. So when the people claimed this of Christ, they were saying, there's a new God in town. There's a new kingdom at play. We are turning the whole idea of the divine upside down. They're saying, Your Caesar is a God who was born in a mansion. Our God Christ was born in a manger. Caesar is a God who enslaves. Christ is a God who sets free. Caesar is a God who lives with the oppressors. Christ is a God who lives among and with the oppressed. So if you want to know what the true message of Christmas is, forget about the tinsel, the trees, the turkeys, but also forget about church doctrines, religious dogmas. Even forget about theism and atheism and everything in between. Christmas is a call to enlist in a cause where we care for our neighbor, we look out for our stranger. We embrace the flesh and blood of the people around us, those who are mourning, those who are suffering, those who are persecuted, those who have no voice. The message of Christmas is that the church steeples should not be pointing to the heavens as if the sacred lives in some sky castle, but they should be bent towards the earth. We shall find the sacred in the depth and density of life. As we give ourselves to the work of love. In your story, Christmas is a man thing. We should go out to the oppressed. Can you tell us something about how God is with us today in that cause? Yeah, I mean, this is, it is a difficult thing. Profoundly difficult. Uh, The philosopher Kierkegaard, one said, everyone's trying to make things easy. You know, transport easier, flying easier, this, that. I want to make things more difficult. And part of what he did is he tried to rediscover the difficulty of this call. Uh, that, that actually it is very tough for us to look out for the oppressed and the poor and the suffering. It's not easy. That, the only thing I can say practically is that's why we need each other. We need to encourage each other. We need to find communities where we are encouraged to, to, to act in the world. But I think it's where real joy is. Joy isn't in getting Netflix, watching movies every night, you know, trying to make enough money so that you'll retire well. There is real joy and real beauty um, in giving yourself to others. That's what we find in love. I mean, who would ever do love? Love is terrifying. You know, love is the most crazy thing you could ever do but when you give yourself to love, you find it actually, even though it demands so much sacrifice, you find it to be the most rewarding kind of way of living that you could imagine. You say that we can find the sacred in the everyday life and around a time like Christmas, how can we, or could you give us some tips on how we can find the sacred in, for example, a Mariah Carey song or something else? How can we see the sacred in the everyday life? I would say that in terms of Christmas, it can be as simple as looking out for those people we know who have lost somebody, Mm -hmm. who have lost their jobs, uh, someone who doesn't have a family, and calling them up. Uh, It can be reaching out to those people in our neighbourhood who are suffering, um, reaching out and getting involved politically with organisations that are looking out for those people who are oppressed and persecuted in our culture and in our countries. So it's a, a million different ways, from just picking up the phone and talking to somebody who, who you know needs help, uh, to committing yourself to some wider, important political cause. Hi Peter, Hi. Uh, you told us that, that uh, the Christmas story puts a new god in opposition of the god Caesar. Um, how could we describe these gods in our times now? Um, I think these forces are always at work. Uh, we have the gods of power, of wealth, and you know that, thats the way we think of the divine. The divine blesses us. Always-